Sometimes, just sometimes, Theo forgot he was single. He'd struggle from his spot in the parking lot and into the apartment building, juggling bags as he pushed the elevator button, wishing he had an extra pair of hands. Burdened with too ambitious a load of brown-bagged groceries, he'd finally arrive at his own front door, only to figure out too late that he couldn't reach his keys. Sometimes he would bring work home, balancing his briefcase, laptop, and bag of takeout precariously on an open file box and face exactly the same predicament. For years he had bruised his nose, pressing it against the buzzer until Ben opened the door for him. It was worth his gentle mocking and slow eye-roll of resigned amusement to get a little help. Tonight was one of those forgetful times. It was the first occasion for a while, weeks maybe, that he'd felt the sudden clutch of regret and surprise, still sharp, still poignant, that made his heart race for a while, when Ben failed to open the door. He sighed, then stared at his reflection. Backlit by August evening Seattle sunshine, he looked all of his forty-two years— the dimples that Ben used to trace with his fingertips, encouraging him in his sexy Italian accent to smile, tesoro, smile, seemed etched a little deeper into his cheeks. The skin below his dark gray eyes appeared bruised, and while the rest of his face was only slightly lined, the glint of silver at his temples looked less refined against his light brown hair, and more, well, old, Wondering just when he turned into a gaunter version of his father, Theo gathered up his paperwork before dumping it on the desk in his study. He wandered into the kitchen, searched the freezer for something marginally interesting to eat, and began his usual evening ritual. First, food. He put a meal for one in the microwave and hoped for the best, trying not to dwell on how dinner used to mean walking through the kitchen doorway into an invisible wall of garlic basil, and effusive Italian culinary cursing. Next, a quick shower, before changing into his pajamas. It used to drive Ben crazy when he'd change immediately after returning from work. Ben always said that in Italy the fun truly began the moment work was finished. He would follow Theo to the bedroom, saying, The day is only half over, Tesoro. Why are you ready for bed? We have places to go and people to see. Sometimes he did genuinely forget that they were heading out. But there was fun in a little deliberate provocation, too, in driving Ben slowly crazy until he'd snap. Theo thought a brief loss of temper had been so worth the sudden shove against a wall, strong hands tugging at his hair, as Ben explained in his beautiful, husky Italian accent just how annoying Theo was, how intolerable, exasperating impossible. Then he'd catch Theo's smile and slowly smile back, punctuating his grumbling with kisses, before pulling away, shaking his head until Theo provoked him all over again. Theo pulled up his pajama pants and tried to think about something else, anything, while walking down the hall to collect his laptop. He ate his dinner in the living room, cruising news websites as he half-listened to the TV. After cleaning up, he spent a little time shuffling his paperwork back into order before concentrating for another solid hour on ratio analysis at his desk. The work could have waited until morning. He could have left it to one of the assistants to wrestle into shape before passing it on to one of the accountants. But that would mean 
a long evening stretching out with nothing but watching TV alone or listening to music while he tried to concentrate on a magazine or novel. He reasoned that columns of figures were more tolerable than the tight clench of regret that familiar music could wrap around his ribs. Yes, plowing through paperwork was so much better on balance than recalling Ben's huge grin as he looked back over his shoulder, tan and gorgeous, after finding the perfect spot to listen to an outdoor concert. Getting ahead on the next day's work was more bearable than pretending to read, while trying not to stare at the pictures and ornaments that decorated the walls, souvenirs of their myriad vacations together. He'd rather tally figures or make notes for the next day's meeting than think about Antigua, Milan, or that terrible time in Provence.